Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Next, we hear from Congressman Tim Burchette, who sits on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. He spoke with NTD's Melina Wisecup about the State of the Union and the Biden administration's handling of foreign policy issues, including the most recent Chinese spy balloon incident. Congressman Tim Burchett from Tennessee, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, ma'am. So from your assessment, what is the current state of the union? I don't feel like it's very well. Uh, we've got a terrible situation at our southern border, which I don't think we've, we can say enough about. Um, the fentanyl crisis is, is enormous. Um, I feel like um, we have $32 trillion in debt right now. And there really is no clear plan out of the White House to do anything about that. Inflation is out of control. The average American family, um, prior to President Biden taking office up to this point, now spends $9,100 more a year just to survive. And that's just essentials. Um, you know, the egg crisis, uh, baby formula crisis, things like that. And, and we haven't resolved those things. And I feel like... Um, uh, the president's going to, it's all going to be rainbows and unicorns. And I think we need to start focusing on the nuts and bolts of what's going on in this country. I think uh, people are going to have to get back to work. We've got to quit paying people not to work. We've got, um, we got, we're overrun with violent crime in some of our big cities and nobody's addressing that. And um, it just seems like everything we do goes after the constitutional um, rights that Americans have, be it First Amendment or Second Amendment on down the line. So you mentioned, so you're on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Yes, ma'am. How do you see, and you've been in Congress for a while serving on this committee. Yes, so how do you see the Biden administration's approach to foreign policy? I feel like it's very weak. Case in point, just this past week of, of China, with China and the balloon situation, you know, you've got a, a situation where a, um, obviously a surveillance balloon flew over something 1800s technology. We have a general, General Miley, who, um, who under the Trump administration was actually in secret negotiations with China, and that creates a problem. I believe there's a compromise situation there. And then now he advises, the, tells the president, no, in fact, we're not going to shoot this, this balloon down. Um, I've said the Chinese ought to give the State of the Union address because they, they know the state of it. They've been flying over it for quite some time. And then, to beat it all, we could have knocked it down before it was even off the coast of Alaska, but we waited till it transversed the entire nation. Some of our most top secret military installations, we waited till it got over past Myrtle Beach out into the water. And if you know anything about electronics, ma'am, is that uh, salt water is the enemy of electronics. So we probably are going to lose a lot of what's on that electronics, but the Chinese had already gathered it up to that point. Why in the world did we not stop it? Leon Panetta under... Um, Obama, he was the CIA director and chief of staff. Why he even said we should have knocked it down, and and it, to say that there was a, uh, you know, they sent Pete Buttigieg. Anytime they send him out, you know, I was a mayor, he's a mayor. We fix potholes, not large transportation issues, and he's been a disaster at that. But but they sent him out, and he started talking about the seven-mile um, train of debris. You know. If they'd have dropped it in Montana, it would have had less likely hit somebody as it would have to hit a boat off the coast of Myrtle Beach. Montana is one of our least populated states. I've talked to the congressman over there. You know, we have computer models that would show if you would have hit it where it would land. You know, we we um, we take out terrorists with drones that are literally piloted by somebody in in Nevada 
clean across the world, and 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 we put missiles in the doors of terrorists. Yet we can't tell where a balloon's going to drop something the size of two two school buses. So. I think you got a real problem in leadership. Um, I think the chain of command is broken. I think we have a president whose cognitive skills lack very much. And then speaking, so last question for you, speaking of the Biden's foreign policy with regards to China, human rights is a huge issue over there. Yes, ma'am. How do you think the executive branch, Biden administration in the White House, should be addressing China with regards to their human rights abuses, and why is it important to address that? I think it's very important. You know, they they are uh, they have a, a an industry literally out of organ harvesting off, off of people that are. It's not it's not a um, they're not asked. They're told, and you've got the um, uh, the concentration camps where the Uyghur population have been put into a Muslim, primarily a Muslim community that the Chinese don't like. So they're forced into these labor camps. To me, it's just a, it's horrendous, and yet. We're sending $100 billion to Ukraine. And I said the other night when the president of Ukraine was on the House floor, um, I said, are y'all going to be cheering when when China marches into Taiwan, when the Taiwanese uh, leaders come over here and beg us for help? Are y'all going to be offering the same amount of help? And I would say they're not because the Chinese have infiltrated to such a, such a huge level in Congress. I mean, we have members of Congress that are literally sleeping with with Chinese spies. We had a Chinese spy that was a, a chauffeur of a, of, a, of a U.S. senator for over 15 years, and we know these things, yet we continue to allow them, that we allow them in our colleges and our universities to infiltrate them. Uh, we've got a real problem, and we've got to address it. Thank you, Congressman. Does the House GOP have a good reason to worry about the DOJ being used as a weapon to target Americans? I sat down with Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry and asked him about it. We also talked about his recent action to protect kids from sexually explicit materials, which is catching headlines in his home state of Louisiana. Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'd like to get your thoughts. Uh, House uh, GOP Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan, is uh, he held a uh, hearing today on the weaponization of the Department of Justice uh, as Attorney General of your state. What do you make of that? I wrote a great op-ed uh, on the weaponization of, of the Department of Justice uh, many, many months ago. I can tell you there's not a finer man in this country to lead those uh, investigations than Jim Jordan. I served in Congress with him. He's an honorable person. He will get down to the bottom of it. We're seeing a, a, an unsettling of our federal government. It is not operating as a government that serves the people, uh, more like the, the attitude is the, the people serve the government. And we have, look, I have that censorship case. We've talked about it here at Epoch, um, where we have seen the federal government basically censor American speech. That is part and parcel to the weaponization of the Department of Justice. If they can silence you, then they can force your particular conduct. And so I applaud uh, the, the House leadership and Jim and them for working to get into the bottom of that. And then it's important not only to expose that to the American people, but then to take some actions, to build some parameters inside of DOJ, the FBI, other federal institutions, to ensure that they're not able to turn those agencies against the American people. One thing that uh, President Biden pointed out in his speech was police brutality. Uh, you're the top law enforcement official in your state. Uh, you also wore the badge yourself. Um, what is the true situation in the police departments in your state and around the country? 
Well, look, you know what? It's amazing because we all know that there are bad apples in all bunches. There certainly are bad lawyers, bad doctors, uh, bad engineers. The list goes on. Everyone has bad professions. It's important that you clean those up. We've always, and police officers always do that, the ones that I've known, really like to clean up our own because we don't want people to think we're a bad lot, right? I remember when I wore a badge, we didn't tolerate bad police officers. And what is amazing is actually over the last six or seven years, when you've actually seen incidents under which cops actually operated outside of the four corners of the law, the law worked and those police officers were prosecuted. I prosecuted two police officers during my tenure that I can think of in a, in, in a shooting, just that they, they were wrong, they went to jail. But yet the media, the mainstream media doesn't portray that. They just wanna paint the whole bunch of us as a bad bunch. Uh, and I think that's unfair. And I also think it's dangerous. I think that basically the violent crime that is sweeping this country is really based upon this, this notion that police officers are bad, no one wants to go into a profession anymore, police officers really are thinking twice about actually doing the patrolling because they're like, look, we don't want to be in the spotlight, we don't want to be fired. They do a dangerous job. Each and every one of those men and women, each and every day, put on a uniform, put on a badge, and they don't know whether they're coming back or not. I mean, heaven knows the number of officers that we buried in this, in this country, and yet what's amazing, what's amazing is that we've highlighted more mistakes rather than all of the heroic efforts that happen each and every day protecting Americans. You just released a report that's making headlines right now. It's called the Protecting uh, the Innocence of Children uh, Report. Tell us about that and why you released it. Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, as the Attorney General, I run the Internet Crimes Against Children's Task Force. So we see the things, the people who prey upon our children in Louisiana around this country each and every day. We do our best to arrest those people. What we're consistently seeing is like a desensitizing of children. We started getting complaints from parents about six months ago about books that they were finding in the library, books that anyone had access to. We launched an investigation. We then opened a hotline so parents could tell us, tell us about the complaints, the things they saw, what they thought should happen. We compiled that into a report and then we issued it. It's on our website at agjefflandry.com. And if you are 18 years or older, you can access that report because what you see in that report is some of the pictures that are actually in books that are, have open access in library, in, into libraries. And what our report does is it empowers parents. It educates parents in Louisiana. And if they believe that these are books that are inappropriate for minors, how they can go about making sure that the policies in their local libraries restrict the access of those books to certain age groups. Some have said that you've received some pushback from the LGBT community in, in your state. Um, what do you say to these groups that may see a news report and think you're against them? What, what do you say to them? Yeah, again, look, we see way more people trying to divide us than unite us. Uh, I would certainly encourage them to go and read the report. This is about what's appropriate for minors. Uh, I've spoken to people of all walks of life, uh, of different political parties, and when we show them uh, the content that is being, that is in our libraries and then 
with unfettered access, they're like, no, 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 something needs to be done. There needs to be some parameters. And so that's what this report does. Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, thank you so much. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.